0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Marks and Reese, live from Chickies and Pete's in South Philadelphia. And I said good afternoon. Is it a good afternoon, Ike Reese? How are you?
2: Johnny Marks. Holler at your boy.
1: Well, not a good afternoon, but it's an afternoon... Nevertheless, what is your uh, reaction to that mess last night? Well,
2: it was just a disappointing loss uh, last night. Arguably the most disappointing loss outside of the Super Bowl uh, under Nick Sirianni. When you think about circumstances, when you think about the situation they were in, coming off of two losses, you know, that was it wasn't a must-win last night, but it was one of those games that they couldn't lose, and they wind up losing it. And the reason why the, the feeling leaves you sort of empty is because even though the scoreboard may not have displayed it, the Eagles dominated that game for the most part. They certainly were in control of the game for the majority of the night. And to have it all unfold, the final eight minutes of the game, and it started with that interception, that ball thrown up to uh, Quez Watkins, yep. that started turning the tide in the game. That gave Seattle life in the game. And I said this yesterday yesterday. If this was a game that Seattle, by game plan, if Drew Locke was going to be their starter, they're not asking Drew Locke to go out there and win the game for them. So they want to keep it close as possible, get to the fourth quarter, and see if they can steal the game. And that's exactly what they did. They stole that game last night. They stole that game last night. That game had one filling for 85% of the night, and then the final minutes of that game – We were sitting there saying, are we going to be able to hold on to this damn win? Yep. And we saw it slipping away. And so that's why it was disappointing to me last night. And it it came with somewhat of a – it came with a eye-opening sort of wake-up moment for me at least. And it's the first time i felt this way all year. This ain't going to end the way I expected it to end. It's the first time i felt this way all season long. The season does not feel like it's going to end the way I expected it to end, which is in Vegas with a chance to win their second Vince Lombardi trophy for this organization. I don't even know if we're making it there. As a matter of fact, I don't feel – I don't feel confident at all that we're going to even get anywhere close to there. Our best chance, our best hopes, as far as optimism is, can we get back to the title game, the NFC championship game? I think that's our ceiling. That's, 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 what, that's what that loss last night and the way that it happened in the last three weeks sort of hit me like a ton of bricks last night. And it was still lingering over me when I woke up this morning. I could find ways to justify the San Francisco game, even the Dallas Cowboy game. I can't find ways to justify last night other than we're not a very good football team. We're not a very good football team. And it's not about the talent, in my opinion. Some of that's there. But as far as the players players go, it's about how they're performing. The guys that get paid the big bucks, how they are performing, they're not living up to those standards. And that's why we can't find our way out of this. That's why we're hoping the coaches give us some sort of magic elixir that's going to all of a sudden hocus pocus change everything for us. No, this is a player's league. This league is about players. About players executing, about players being poised, understanding situational football uh uh situational awareness out there on the field when players don't understand that you get poor execution you get sloppy play you get bad decision making you get poor technique you get not understanding down and distance whether it's offense or defense and that's what we're getting right now now ultimately that's the coach's responsibility to fix those things And everybody will blame Coach Sirianni today. Whatever, he's the head coach. He's got broad shoulders. He can take it. You want to blame Brian Johnson? He's the offensive coordinator. He's got broad shoulders. He can take it. I actually thought the defense played pretty good up until that final drive. 92 yards. Yeah. 92 yards. And Matt Patricia? I can't sit here and tell you what he did on that final drive was bad. How about the players not coming up with a play? How about our defensive line not coming up, being able to get to Drew Locke to get a sack? How about James Bradbury intercept that pass instead of letting DK Metcalf somehow knock it out of your hands and then he caught it for a first down? How about not letting Jackson Smith and Jigba run by you when you're an all-former all-pro corner that makes big money? And understanding down and distance and situational football you don't, you don't, you're not protecting against a field goal, you're protecting against a touchdown. Ball can't be thrown over your head. That's a veteran player in that moment. That's a veteran player in that moment. And then the biggest culprit, the biggest reason why we are still stuck in this rut is our quarterback isn't playing well. Our quarterback isn't playing well. I'm tell you right now, I'm not about to do a show on sickness. So save that for somebody else. This ain't about to be a show about my stomach hurt, flu, temperature, all that nonsense. When you play, all that goes out the door. He didn't look sick last night. He ran the ball effectively. He made some throws early in the game. That was about poor decision making late in the game and situational awareness. Understanding it's first and 10. With seven-plus minutes to go on the clock, you got a four-point lead with an opportunity to salt away more time on the clock and possibly get a game-clinching touchdown there to go up 24 to 10 or 24 to 13, or at worst, get in field goal range and make it a touchdown game. That's situational awareness. Who you're throwing to. That's not A.J. Brown. Squares Watkins. The last two years, nothing but bad things have happened. When we take you back to Chicago, when we take you back to the Super Bowl, when we take you back to the Washington game last year, bad things happen. Know your personnel. And then that final play, you got one of the most clutch kickers in all of football on your team. Outside of Justin Tucker, I don't know who I would want kicking a field goal, and I'll take my chances with Jake Elliott. Get this man an opportunity to send us into overtime. Be smart with the football. That wasn't single coverage. And you predetermined where you wanted to go with the ball. AJ already let us know that he was the number one read on the the play. You can't throw that ball up there. Once you see that safety back there creeping over, you got to go somewhere else with it. Take the check down. You got two timeouts. All you need is 10 to 15 yards. You got two timeouts. So you got the whole field to work with. You don't even have to do sideline throws. I was wondering why we threw the first pass to A.J. on the sideline and almost got picked off. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we trying to throw out routes as if we need to get out of bounds? You got two timeouts. Use the entire field. Dallas Goddard, her to back out of the backfield. Let them double-team A.J. and Devontae thinking we're going deep. Dump the ball off to the tight end and the running back. Seen Tom Brady do it a mil- that million times. A million times. Seen him dump it off the Edelman, Gronk, the back out of the backfield. Seen it a million times. And marched down the field. March down the field to get in field goal range. Situational football taking unnecessary chances last night. And we're in the playoffs, so it's not about making the playoffs. But this year was about winning the Super Bowl and getting back to the Super Bowl. And I'm not feeling that today. Not feeling that today. Not feeling that today. So... That's where I'm at with it. You asked me how I felt. I know I, I, I said a whole lot there, but Man, I loved it. That's 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 where I'm at today, man. It's 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 not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling right now.
1: It's uh it's hard not to like you had said, it's not a must win, it's a can't lose, but still, right? Like they can still and, and by the way, did anybody actually feel great about them winning out against these bad teams in the last three weeks? I did. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So even if they were to win Dude. out against these inferior teams, which, by the way, nobody should feel confident in right. this team doing that right now. The 13 wins that they would have isn't a true indicator of where this team is right now. And they're losing games, and they're, they're seemingly unraveling at the seams. Guys, get off of social media. A.J. Brown, get off of social media. Eagles players get off of social media. You know what? If you're looking for, looking for something out there, you're going to find it because Eagles fans aren't happy right now. Um, it's as bad as it possibly could be from where we were at 10-1 and one to where we are right now. In fact, it's almost, an, it, it's almost not imaginable where we are right now. Even after losing these three games, the details matter in the games, getting blown up by San Francisco, getting blown up by Dallas, and then losing like this to where, like you said, this is a game they should have won. They they were the better team. They gave it up late. And you know what? They gave it up late, in large part? The quarterback stinks right now. He does. The, the, the throw to Quez Watkins, you just said it. I don't have to reheat it. But like, that's, just a, that's not plays that MVP-level players should be making at this time of year when this game is so important. Not only just the win, but the psyche of the team. Now look at where we are right now. Brandon Graham's going to be coming in here at 6 o'clock. He had said after the game last night, that, oh, well, they had to fire Sean Desai because everybody well, was saying they to they fire. fire him. Well, excuse me. Like, they had to, ma- they had to, they had to make a they move change they, uh, because everybody was saying to do that. Like, like huh? Like, I don't even remember any, a lot of people saying to do that. Like, I don't think that was media-driven. But now everybody's going to have to answer questions about that and about everything else. And the biggest issue is this offense can't, can't score points when it needs to. Beginning of the game, look great. Coming out of halftime, look great. What happens in between that? There's wide receivers that are open. There's running backs that are open. There's tight ends that are open. You're telling me you can't get open open plays, open receptions to tight ends across the field to backs coming out of the backfield? Well, like they could have ran the ball twice with Jalen Hurts at the end of the game and picked up enough yards to kick a field goal. The only thing that you should be trying to do in that situation with the amount of time you have left is get the easiest field goal for Jake Elliott. Get the most yards to set him up to kick a field goal. Period. You're not winning that game in regulation. And to throw the ball more or less down to the 20 yard line, what, you want a couple shots at the end zone? You're getting greedy. You're not you get, winning you the game. You get one shot at the end zone. Yeah, you get one shot at the end zone. It's not worth it. You're throwing I, I, in the double coverage. I don't
2: even know if you get one shot. If that ball is caught there and it's seven seconds left on the clock, okay, you get one shot one at the shot. end zone. But now you have to hope it's something quick and you don't run out of time so you don't have a field goal there.
1: Or you don't throw an interception.
2: That's not an easy yeah. throw
1: from the 20-yard line in, into the, and it into takes the end zone. And it, it takes, takes time. It takes time.
2: So, so even if it's an incomplete pass, it has to be done within four or five seconds. I just can't. I just can't believe. We talk about the
1: maturity and how smart of a player he is, and he doesn't rush the ball and he doesn't put it in harm's way or whatever. Making that. Oh, well, all throw, that's out the door. No, this that's year. all. That's all gone. Yeah, that's all
2: out the door. Making
1: this year. that throw in that situation, he literally couldn't have done anything worse other than fumble, fumble the ball. Like literally, there's nothing else he could have done. Worse, even if you fumble the ball and, and, and you recover it, you still have timeouts and you still have time to try to get there. I just, like, I can't believe he did that. It was actually set up for them to tie the game. Mm-hmm. And then they get in the overtime and who the hell knows what happens. You can't win that game in regulation. What is he doing? Um, you know, and, like, I, I just, I watch this offense and I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. And there's, it's uninspiring. I question whether there's, there's a major chemistry issue going on in there between the quarterback and maybe some parts of that offense, in particular A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown had some comments after the game, all right? And, and he, didn't, he didn't take a knife and exactly give it to Jalen in the side or the back, but I think you can read between the lines of what he's thinking right now with Jalen Hurts. And I'm telling you, there's a chemistry issue right now with this offense. There's something going on. There's something bigger than, that puts us where we are right now, and that's what we're, at least in part what we're seeing when we watch these games.
2: is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: 215-592-9494. And frankly, Ike, I don't know if, if, if we can count on winning these last three games. So now you're looking at wild okay. card. Now you're looking at three seed, right? I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're playing and they their got way got out of being. Wins,
2: so they're already in. You can only beat a two seed, the three seed, or a five seed. Right.
1: Yeah, so they're not going to be the the seventh seed or the sixth seed yeah, or whatever. They're, not be they're the or the, yeah. six seed. Yeah. but still, like who you get into the playoffs? They're not winning more than a game, if that, in the playoffs. Yeah, feels like they could lose to anybody right now. They lost to a backup quarterback in Seattle and a god awful defense, yep. a bottom five defense in the NFL, and the yeah, offense only looked scored like that.
2: Seventeen points against.
1: They scored seventeen points, yeah. and you know what? Like the defense, like the defense played fine last night. I don't like. I know they gave up a ninety-two yard drive at the end of the game, and it That's sucks. Inexcusable
2: though. It's like, a, in, with, like a minute 40-something with no timeouts. That's, that's, it's inexcusable. That's a little pathetic, yeah. It is pathetic. Yeah. But let, let's let the offense do something here in one of these sure. games. Sure. I'm, 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 I totally agree. Last night really felt more like an offense that was inept that couldn't put Seattle away than it did a defense gave the game away. Right. You know, it almost reminded me of that Cowboys game where we couldn't run effectively enough late in the game, and we kept punting the ball back to the Cowboys, and we stopped them on downs, but the Cowboys had opportunities to score. They just couldn't score. And you gave Seattle another opportunity. Another one, yep. Yeah, we couldn't pick up the first down. Two interceptions in the final eight minutes of the of the game. And a turnover on, like, the, the third down play where he tried to get in the game well, where he tried to run back across yes. the field, like – uh, Dallas Goddard is open over the middle of the field if you don't escape the pocket and run to the right. You just sit in there a little bit longer. You see Dallas Goddard come across your face there, and it's an easy throw over the middle of the field. You got to stand in there and make he, that play.
1: He he does not want to stand in. He does not want to wait for plays to develop. The the He's seeing this rush. Michael Parsons, talk, or was it Michael Parsons, whatever from the 49ers play. Nick Poston uh, talked about yeah. it. He said he looks at the rush on every play. He's looking at the rush pretty much every play. He's worried about any potential rush that's coming.
2: And I don't even know why. Did they, did, did they even hit him? Did he get close I, to getting sacked last night? I don't know why he's why he's acting spooky. I, I don't. Last night was no reason. I don't. Did they have a sack?
1: They didn't have a sack last he, night. Even when he's getting sacked, if you look at the sacks, a lot of them are because he's running into the sacks because yeah. he's trying to escape, or he's rolling out and he's taking sacks running out of bounce or something yeah. like that. The offensive line pass protection has not been an issue this year. There's no, no reason to miss
2: you last night. No, it wasn't.
1: All right, Jack. Give me give me sixty seconds, and then we'll go to the phones. Yeah,
3: I'm mean, I'm not doing well. I know people think I'm happy. I'm not. This this feels like it's kind of collapsing. And it, it what, what bothers me is I feel like the head coach has has no real answers. They can't help the quarterback. The quarterback can't help them. But he's leaving open receivers in the field. You mentioned the AJ ball. That was obviously a horrible decision at the end. He also had. Age, or, uh, a Devonte Smith wide open on the, a third and eight play deep down the field for no reason. The Quez throw for no reason. So that's a huge concern. And listen, ninety two yards to Drew Locke. Like, can we can yeah. we have an, an ounce of pride? And then really, it's just it, it, it's all the stuff after the game. I mean, the quotes like this does not feel like a team that is that is all connected and pushing and pulling in the same direction. And it's it's three losses. And again, this last stretch is going to be. <laughs> it, it, it's, they got to put some style points on the board because anything that's, that's close is pretty much going to count as a loss. I mean, I know they're going to win technically, but, like, is anyone going to feel that good? not going to make anybody feel no, bad. No, like, I, this is – it's bad. It's bad.
2: Well, I, I'll tell you right now, everybody in this conference is playing for the opportunity to lose to San Francisco in the title game. <laughs> it's the way it looks right now. Nobody in this conference is better than the 49ers right now. But you mean tell me Detroit's going to San Francisco to win the NFC championship game? The Cowboys are. I mean,
1: no, but Cowboys maybe's lines no. Cowboys got to get out know. of the
2: second round. They haven't been to an NFC Championship man. game
1: in. You're not wrong. A hundred years. You're not wrong. All right, let's get some reactions. Chuck from Mount Airy leads us off today. I Reese. Chuck. Go ahead, buddy. What up?
4: Hey Johnny, what's up, Johnny? Yo, yo, like, what's up, man?
2: What's up, Chuck? Chuck.
4: Hey, Johnny, listen, I heard yesterday, I had to call up, man, and, you know, I'm not good at all this stuff, man. It's lovey-dovey stuff, but, you know, you're, you're leaving, man, and, and it's going to take a hit on the show. I you just say that, man. You always was good at making us feel a part of the show. You're the best at doing it, man. And I say that from the bottom of my heart. You're the best, better than Angelo, better than anybody, In making your audience feel a part of the show. Chuck, I appreciate and I, it, man. And it's I nice see you to say man. It wouldn't be no Chuck from everyone if it wasn't for you. So I thank oh. you, man. I wish you well for what you did. You know, It'd well, be Chuck, but it wouldn't be no Chuck from out there if it wasn't for you. Right. So I appreciate that, man. All right. Well, call, you know tomorrow, I mean?
1: with the, call tomorrow with the nice words. Let's talk about that. No, those.
4: that's it. You only get one time a week for me. Now I'm looking right. this guy right here, Nick Seriani. You know what I mean? Now, you know what? I'm not going to start with Nick. Jalen Hurts, you suck right now. And, I, you know, I gave you all the praise <laughs> in the world. You know what I'm saying? But the stuff that you're doing right now is is, is, is inexcusable, man. You sit up there, you got a chance to go on the over and you throw the ball, you gotta you gotta check down right there to Kenny Gainwell. That could have got you ten to fifteen yards right there, easy. And you throw the ball deep. The AJ Brown for whatever reason. I don't know if he got your heart, if you're scared of the guy, whatever, you're scared to face him in the lock him whatever the case may be. But you throw the ball to him in the clutch situations. You know what I'm saying? Like like you're trying to force the ball to him and force feed him the ball. This guy, let me see. J.J. Brown is single-handedly, he's a cancer in the locker room, okay? He has single-handedly taken this football team and this offense and forced our quarterback, man, I'm not taking no excuses from Jalen, but forced our quarterback to look directly down the barrel to him. You know what I'm saying? It was no reason to throw the ball to him. And then you go to Quez Watkins. You know what I mean? A deep pass, every time you throw the ball to Quez, something bad happens. Nothing good never comes out of that. So you sit there, you throw the ball to the guy deep. Knowing he don't fight for the football, I've never seen him go and fight for the football. Mm. It this left guys, you intercept the ball. Like uh, you know, this is just crazy, man to me. And then you got this dumbass coach. When you got you know a player on a man in podcast, Christian McCaffrey call out what he's, what the play is going to be. That's how predictable this offense is. You know what I mean? If I see another tush push, I'm going to take a screwdriver and shove it in my arm. You hear me? Because I'm sick. <laughs> of seeing this stupid play that this guy had created. Like, we just an elementary Pop Warner team, man. I've been telling you guys for the longest. People been laughing at it. And people been telling me that this coach is such a great coach because of our record. Well, talent ain't winning us no more damn football games. Talent ain't winning us a damn thing right now. What, what, what answers do this coach got? I want to know what answers do you got right to now, Chuck. this run. yeah. He ain't got a—he don't have a clue. He is clueless right now. Then you sit there and say you brought pencil man down here to try to change the defense. Well, let me tell you something, Sean DeSai was the scapegoat. I ain't seen us give up this much points in the fourth quarter since Sean DeSai took over. Might have game up in the first half, but at least the second half you give you an opportunity to win a football game. Now I ain't saying that the players are dead, but damn. I mean, you you brought this guy. You 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 just you just took Sean DeSai, made him a scapegoat. Put him up in the booth and embarrassed him, humiliated him. Just to fit this guy right here, and all I remember about Matt Patricia, that's fun a trick play on him in the Super Bowl. So what the hell was he gonna do? Mm. We ain't got the horses. Howie, you ain't exempt either, Howie. You gave us this garbage, getting Jack Leonard and all this, these, these misfits off the damn street. I'm tired of getting us off the street. Draft well. Get some free agents, man.
1: All right, that Chuck. team
4: is pathetic right now, man. Pathetic. they should be ashamed of it to all of them. And you know what? That San Francisco loss, We underestimated that. That was three losses in one. Yeah. They kicked our ass, and we ain't doing the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. They still beating us, Chuck. Like, yeah. They still beating us. We're like Rocky Tron's Rocky Three, trying to find our mojo back after Clover Lane kicked our ass.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. All right, Chuck. <laughs> Some, something that man. Yeah.
1: Thank you for setting. Set, thank you for. Uh, Leading off the show with that.
2: Yeah. I I tell you, Seth said this, I believe, this morning when I was listening to the morning show, and he may be on to something. The 49ers may have taken... Killed their confidence. Yeah. Took their soul. Yeah. Something about that game, the way they beat us, the, the, the tension going into the game, the animosity there, and to have them come into your house and you perform the way that you did, you didn't have any answers... Man, you just wonder what these guys sort of looked in the mirror and said to themselves after that game. They have not played inspiring football since that week. They have not played inspiring football. And and I'll just say this, whether you want to give Nick Sirianni the credit, whether you want to give Nick Sirianni the credit, or you want to give Brian Johnson the credit, there were play designs there last night where you could have taken advantage of it. So don't give me that nobody's open and the offense is this and that and the other. I know we want to see magic tricks performed out there like we're the Miami Dolphins, but we've never had that. We don't have that type of speed. You don't have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on this team. So you're not running the same kind of offense. You don't have the type of athletes at the skill position that the 49ers have. They're not committed to the running game like the 49ers have. So the creativity that they can use in that offense to sort of confuse defenses, we don't have that personnel. We're not committed to the run game like the 49ers are.
1: 215-592-94-94. we are live at Chiggs and Pete's, Marks and Reese. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. five ninety two ninety-four-94. Yeah. It's gonna be one of these days, like Reese. Book at a holiday party or special event, have it at Chiggs and Pete's, find a location near you and booking information at Chigsandpeets.com. Your phone calls, your reaction to the game last night, and you're you finally worried about Jalen Hurts for a long time. Not Jalen Hurts' fault, not Jalen Hurts' fault. It feels like the focus is on Hurts today. It's Markson and Reese on 94 WIP.
0: He's a bum. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.